Welcome to Cask Heads, a podcast for whiskey about whiskey. I have some exciting news. Ooh, do tell. This just in. Dish. Dish. Dish, (laughs) dish, dish. This just in. Whiskey is about. What's it about? It's about, as in it's in places. Oh, as in like the whiskey is afoot? Yeah. Ah, okay. I was, I was, I thought you were going to say like whiskey is about. So I, just, I thought you were going to say what whiskey's stance was. No, don't be ridiculous. I, I don't get involved in whiskey politics. Ah, yeah, whiskey politics. Yeah. We are back, and we're in England, both recording and metaphorically for this podcast. Well, I don't think we can be metaphorically in England when we're in England. I think we can. I think we can. We can be in two places at once. We're back in England, and this time we're in Yorkshire, home of the pudding, strong tea that often divides opinion, and... I hate it. <laughs> See? Dividing opinions. Some Actually people like it. I had an argument at work with someone <laughs> over it. I was like, Yorkshire Tea's the worst. And she was like, it's not. And I was like, okay, don't even stand near me. No one has ever been more hard done to than anyone that's been served a Yorkshire Tea that wasn't expecting it. Exactly. <laughs> she genuinely isn't speaking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? It's a very divided opinion. But more importantly, it's also the very county where Dracula arrived, if you believe Bram Stoker. He arrived in Yorkshire. He arrived at Whitby. Oh my gosh. Okay, so spoilers for the final season of... um, Castlevania? Castlevania. They head to Whitby. Yeah, that's where it is. Whitby's not in Yorkshire. Yes, it is. It's in the North Yorkshire area. Whitby's in Yorkshire? Yeah, it's North Yorkshire. Oh my gosh. I didn't know Yorkshire had a coast. Yeah. Wow. Whitby. Scarborough. What? Filey Bay. Spoilers ahead of time. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I think Bridlington's still in Whitby. Uh, still <laughs> Bridlington's still Yorkshire as well. Yorkshire's I, a really big place actually Yorkshire if you look at it on the map. Big. Yeah. Cuz I know cuz cuz we're just like south of the Yorkshire border effectively. Yeah. So we we don't think of the top end of Yorkshire as being Yorkshire. No. Yeah, yeah, that's North Yorkshire where that wow, area. Wow, I thought Yorkshire was as landlocked as us. Uh, we're talking about a distillery that's actually not too far from Whitby, home of Dracula's Landing. We're talking about the distillery now. Landing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he flies. Oh, dear. Yeah, we're talking about the Spirit of Yorkshire Distillery, whose whiskies are named Filey Bay after the nearby namesake, which is in Yorkshire. <laughs> really has thrown me off, honestly. Uh, the distillery was founded back in 2016 by Tom Meller and David Thompson. The Spirit of Yorkshire Distillery is the result of hard work, high quality, and a can-do attitude. And a can-do attitude. <laughs> I, I love it, because basically, they were barley farmers. Mm. What did you do with barley? First of all, they made beer with it. They started off with a brewery, and then they decided to make whiskey. Okay. It's literally like, hey, you know what? We can make beer. Hey, you know what? We can make whiskey. We can do this. It literally is a can-do attitude. I love it. The barley they use in their whiskies is all grown on the family farm, which is owned by Tom Meller, and this gives them complete control over not only the strain of barley they want to use, because there's all sorts of different strains, as we've discovered before, um, but they also get to dictate how it's grown. So I'd like to believe that they, they grow it in, like, test tubes for pure perfection. Yeah, the barley is harvested on site and they malt it as well, where it's mashed and fermented uh, after milling. Uh, you have to mill barley. I know what milling is. There's a whole mission in the new uh, Resident Evil game about getting a crank on a mill. I honestly thought you were about to say, I know what milling is. I've been on... Um, Harvest Moon? Animal Crossing. Oh, Animal Crossing. I know what milling is. I mill about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they do all this on site, and they use water that's come up through the chalk deposits. <laughs> they use water. No, no <laughs> it's just ten. No, the, I don't the water know if you've they heard use. about this, but water. <laughs> and they use naturally filtered water, which has come up to the surface through uh, chalk deposits deep beneath the ground. Before they made whiskies, I said they did begin actually using their own barley to create beer. And since they already had a lot of that process already established on site, this is where they continue to use the mas- do the mashing stage of, of the process. However, after this, they do transfer it to the uh, the distillery itself, which is nearby. And they have a rather unique setup. They consulted with the late Dr. Jim Swan, a well-respected figure who I think we've talked about before. He's actually, he was very, very, very well-respected, like I said. He was responsible for the design of numerous distillery processes and styles, including Cavalan, which is a big one in uh, Taiwan, which does very, very nice whiskey. And he consulted with the spirits of Yorkshire people. I'd like to go to a swan doctor, though. <laughs> the stethoscope. Oh. <laughs> I think every diagnostic might be bird flu, though. One of the finding kind of things, one of the special things about this distillery is that they have two of the largest copper pot stills in the UK outside of Scotland. Some say they measure above 20 centimetres. Oh my god, can I just finish a sentence? Can you not look for the full stops ahead of me so you can just like fit these areas in? I have no idea where you are. Every time I look, I see Dr. Jim Swan. <laughs> However, on top of this, with the distillery's location in England, away from the uncompromising rules of the SWA, which stands for? Who are the SWA? Scottish Whiskey Association. <gasps> You're learning, Peter. You're doing it. So yeah, they're, they're away from the rules of the SWA, or Scotch Whiskey Association, as you correctly stated. That's right, Peter. I'm learning. I'm so proud of you. They're also able to utilise the inclusion of a four-plate column still, which is traditionally used for grain whisky. And this creates this lovely, delicate, lighter spirit style. Now, the column still is run alongside the spirit still after the wash still stage. So this is during your second stage of distillation, if you like. So you start off in your wash still, as I'm sure you're aware. Traditionally, you go wash still, it's your first distillation, then you go to the spirit still, which is your second distillation, and really ramps up that alcohol by volume. However, the Spirit of Yorkshire Distillery, they do something different. They start off with your traditional wash still style, and then it's transferred into both the spirit still and this column still for the second distillation, and then they combine the distillate together to create this lighter style. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's not right. That's not how it's done. Well, in this case, they aren't trying to create an English scotch, and to be honest, I'm glad. I know what you're thinking. That's not right. That's not how it is. You're crazy. What are you you're even crazy. doing? You're Coming in with your newfangled ideas. What is this? M- millennials? <laughs> <laughs> they aren't trying to create an English scotch, and to be honest, I'm glad they've chosen not to. I don't want an English scotch. As I've said before, I don't want an Irish scotch. I don't want an American scotch. I don't care about that. I want Scottish scotch if I want scotch. Scotch. I want an English whiskey. And to be honest, they haven't disappointed in achieving just this. They've done it seriously well. They've found their own style and they've stuck with it. Now, they take the traditional foundation and existing knowledge of making whiskey and they've built upon it and they've adapted this to create, like I say, they've created their own style and I really do like it. The range at the moment is quite impressive. You start off with the flagship release, which is kind of their standard one. They mature it entirely in 200 litre ex-bourbon casks. The whiskey's lovely and light, it's got a nice fruity side to it. Um, it's got this great kind of citrusy side, a little bit more lemony in my opinion rather than orangey, but it's there. Uh, you have this nice kind of honey and vanilla side to it as well. And it's great for this time of year when you want these lighter whiskies to sip and enjoy on a summer's day. Today was meant to be nice and it sucks. I know, it started off so sunny and now it's all like overcast. Literally every day I've ever had from work it's been like, nah, nah fam, nah. It was, lo- it was lovely this morning when I was having my toast. I was like, ooh, you know what? After we've recorded, I might go outside. Literally, I was like, I'm going to get some tannin in. I'm going to not look pale. I might actually be a decent skin tone, not yours. So now it looks like I'm just going to have to play Skyrim. I'm going to probably exercise and then go on a walk, but yeah, you do. <laughs> the Moscatel finish is firstly matured in those same kind of 200 litre ex-bourbon casks. And this is what kind of adds this consistency to the foundation of their core flavour profile. Um, however, this release has been finished in Moscatel wine casks. And... 
I won't lie, this is my all-time favourite that I've ever tried of theirs. I love their whiskey, but this one is my number one choice. It's a little sweeter, which is probably why I like it. It's got this lovely kind of um, orangey flavour comes through alongside honey and cacao, and is well worth a try. After this, we also have the STR release. STR casks are a type of casks developed by the aforementioned clever man Dr. Jim Swan. The idea being that you take an older cask and you then, uh, you take an older cask that may have been used a couple of times and... What is the process of STR before I say it? Just see if you know it. <laughs> Shaved, toasted, recharged. Oh, oh, that's literally an episode. <laughs> that's an episode title I did. Except it was like... Shit. Oh, was that the shaving, shaving of, of the, the cask? Of the not. cask? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was like, you've been shaved, you've been toasted, and you've been found wanting. Found. Yeah, yeah, we've been through all this. So you did know the answer. What was the other one? Shaved, toasted, recharged. Recharged, you yeah. You shave the cask. You wax the cask. <laughs> you bathe the cask. <laughs> cask a little blanky. <laughs> oh, no. You, you shave the inside of the cask, you toast it to uh, really caramelise the flavour inside, and you rechar it. I like caramel. Now, in this case, they've used 220 litre X wine casks. Uh, sorry, X wine burrits, to be precise. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and they have been shaved, toasted, and recharred in this case. So you get these lovely rich fruits, you get vanilla, and loads of toasted wood flavours. I also really do enjoy this release, don't get me wrong. However, I prefer it in the autumn, because it's got that bit more body to it, it's a little deeper, and when it's in the summer, like I say, Moscatel wine cask. <clears throat> In the past, they have also done a number of uh, releases. They started off with their first and aptly named number one release, and they moved onwards until they had a consistency for the flagship release. They've also done in the past a really nice, lovely, rich sherry cask, which was a limited release, and it's spectacular. If they do do another one in the future, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, however, today we're talking about their latest release, which I finally got to, the Petered Cask Finish. I was uh, trying to slap over doo-doo. <laughs> what? You said doo-doo earlier. Did I? Yeah. The new release is the Petered Cask Finish Number 1 that they've done, and it's matured in your standard X bourbon casks of 200 litres again. However, they have then moved it into casks that previously held petered whiskey. Now, this is another way to get that peaty flavour into your whiskey. Obviously, the normal way that most people do is... Is they, they blend will... up peats. No. They malt the barley and they sorry, infuse sorry, the peat they, smoke they, into they, it. They rechar the peats. No, they don't shave, toast and rechar peat. <laughs> Now, obviously, the, like I was saying, the main way that you find peated whiskey is that they will have infused the malted barley with peat smoke. And this is how you get lovely things like Ardbeg, you get Lafroyd, you get Lagavulin, uh, Ben Riak, uh, Ben Romack, the uh, Glen Glassow. A lot of distilleries, they will have peated expressions, if even if the core range isn't traditionally peated. However, there's an alternative way, which is to finish your whiskey in a cask that previously held peated whiskey. And this way, it's a lovely kind of a lighter influence without overwhelming your initial spirit style. So things like that have done it in the past, Penderin, the Welsh distillery, which I don't think we've actually talked about yet. We'll have to do a Penderin episode. They do a peated release where, again, because the spirit's light, they don't want to overwhelm it with the peated flavour, so they mature it in next peated casks. The other one I can think of right now off the top of my head is Old Pulteney. They do hood art, and again, same principle. They wanted to know what peaty Old Pulteney would taste like, and they infused it with this kind of subtle peaty flavour. However, this time we're doing Spirit of Yorkshire, Filey Bay Whiskey, so we're going to try, and I've been looking forward to this so, so long because I want to try it. I have some notes about this episode. Would you like me to save them till later? Or Are they now? going in the episode notes by chance when you type them up? No. Mostly it's the lack of Dracula. It was just a fun little segue I thought you'd appreciate, and true enough, it kept you on topic a little bit. First of all, look at the whiskey. What do you think? Oh, it's pale. 
No grain. Stop saying grain because you said that last time. What What do you mean when you say grain? It's not got bits in. It's like pulp free. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want my I want my pulp out of my whiskey, please. Uh, it... Ew! Like you mix you mix orange into like ew. Could you imagine pulp orange in like a cocktail? Ew! I want my cocktails without bits. I like my yogurts without bits. I like my cocktails without bits. You don't really drink many cocktails. Mm, true. I did have one the other day, though. It's, it's got some liquid to it. It has. It's just more liquid than solids. Okay, I'm going to smell now. Let me focus. Sherry. It smells like something. That one has a smell. It smells like something. Mm. Mm-hmm. That one has a smell. That one smells. It doesn't just smell yeah. of whiskey. That one has a smell of something else. On the colour, I agree. It is lovely and light. It's 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 light gold. Um, oh, could you imagine if there were port casks? I could have said it was rose gold. Mm. But no, it doesn't. The problem is, rose gold is just done to death at this point. I you know. know, right? Legs, because you didn't do legs. I did. I said there's liquid. You said there was liquid. You didn't do the legs. So holding it up, the legs are... There's a lot of fingerprints on this brand new glass already. How much did you... This is why I hold it down here, by yeah, the way. that makes sense. This is why I hold it down here, so you don't get the fingerprints all over yeah, it. Yeah, see, I had the problem seeing through the fingerprints. Yeah. So I decided to put more on. It's like... I, I think we need to dust this glass for prints. I don't think we need dust. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So yeah, the legs are medium to light, and on the nose, ooh yeah, ooh. I know it smells you know what? of a it, thing. It's got that richness. I can kind of see why you said sherry. Actually, I'll give you that. It's got yeah, that. Yeah, it's got that blue blood, purple blood. Oh, you said blue blood. I think you said bloop blood. <laughs> it's got that. Blue. <laughs> you, like, know. you know that bloop blood. Yeah, it has. It's got a lovely kind of uh, fruity richness to it. They might have used ex sherry, ex piece of cherry custard. I don't know. Ooh yeah, I really like this. Muscatel, move over. There's a new bestie in town. No, I'm kidding. I can never cheat on you, Muscatel. Oh, yeah. That's, that's actually a really nice, interesting nose because you get that peated side to it. But like I say, there's a little bit of richness to it as well. Yeah, like I, like I said, it's... Um... Oh, God, yeah. And you do get a little bit of vanilla behind it from those American oak casks. A little bit of vanilla. You know, we love vanilla. And uh, orangey. bit of... Do you know, it's almost tropical as well. There's, I don't know if that's because we've been talking about the pineapple old-fashioned, but I am getting a bit of pineapple. I don't hate it. That's actually really nice. Panicula. On the nose, you've got a load of smoke, but having tasted it, it starts off with this nice kind of creamy vanilla side. It's got a really nice kind of round mouthfeel. There's the word. <laughs> and there's the citrusy side. And then on the finish, this like subtle smoke just builds. It doesn't overpower it. And this is a really nice. You know that they've used cask for the right reason, because like I say, it's this great balance of flavors you get. Yeah, I really hate when the cask are used for the wrong reasons. It's not morally correct. The cask don't know better. <laughs> Yeah, really strong pineapple flavour, actually. That's great. Are you sure you didn't have some old-fashioned? No, the sealed. Clear release? That's brand new sealed. I thought you just said you already had some. Now, on the finish, like I say, a lingering kind of smoky side, but it doesn't It doesn't last that long. It's, it's quite a, a short to medium finish, actually. So, again, this would be a really nice summer whiskey. Yeah, I really rate this. This is great. Where'd you rate it? I give it at least three pineapples out of starfish. Ooh, that's a high one. Mm. You see, that second time, the smoke built up a bit quicker. That's really nice, yeah. That's a really nice whiskey. Well done. But remember, kids, don't smoke. Stay in school. This has been the episode. Oh, wow. No, it's not. I'm not doing five facts. Five facts. Yorkshire's bigger than I really thought. <laughs> it's really throwing me off for a lot of this. Dracula uh, goes to Pride Month. What? That's not a fact. That's a statement. S tier. Uh, Dr. Jim Swan. What about him? Oh, England has two... The, 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 finally, finally, finally has the two biggest casks in, no, the two biggest (laughs) stills in England, but Scotland has bigger ones. Close. 
Spirit of Yorkshire for a start, not Filey. That's the distillery name, Spirit of Yorkshire, as we've discussed. That releases Filey Bay, I can see the misunderstanding. They have the two biggest stills in the UK, not just England, outside of Scotland. So I will allow that one after uh, I gave you thank the you. answer. STR stands for shaved. <gasps> shaved, toasted, recharged. There it is. Got it first attempt. With gusto and bootstraps, some barley field workers made beer and then whiskey. I'm curious now, are Gusto and, and Bootstraps two like, NPCs in this world you've created? <laughs> <laughs> no. Because Gusto... Gusto and Bootstraps, by the way, is now, a, uh, they are characters. That's I'm going to meet them in my D&D game, aren't I? You've got one more fact, I think. I, I've lost track. I, no, I definitely, no, that was four. Uh, so five. It's a new release. <laughs> so grasping at straws. Uh, they had number releases. They done numbered releases. They done numbers. They done. They done. Did you know those. what? They done done numbered. They you won't believe, it, but they done done did those numbers. <laughs> they did numbered releases, starting with one. Oh, I'm gonna take pity on you and say, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yes. This don't do my outro. No. Before I forget, sorry. We have to insert one last section before the cask heads uh, outro. So the cask whisperer. <gasps> <laughs> He's got the quarter cask under his arm. Duster and Kate blowing in the wind. Spurs rattling on the floor. Rattling, they shouldn't be touching the floor. <laughs> he needs to tighten those spurs. He needs to do a lot of things. If you remember where we last, where we last left off, the Stillman. <gasps> I forgot about the Stillman. He knows he can't take his enemy on right now. He's got a poor innocent baby quarter cask under his arm. He can't, he can't put it at risk. All these poor innocent casks. They could be caught in the crossfire. He makes a dash for the other door. The emergency <gasps> fire exit they have, just in case there's a fire. Thank God there isn't right now because of all these casks. And he comes outside and he gets with freedom. <gasps> but hard on his heels, he can feel the, the demonic heat of the breath of the still man. Is he a snake slithering We don't around? know. Find out next time on The Cask Whisperer. Well, this has been Caskheads. Thank you for listening with your little ears. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting platform you use. It really does help us, and more importantly, may lead others to listening in and discovering this show like an old dinosaur bone. I'd also like to thank Adrian and Alison Murray of the Wee Dram Whiskey Shop in Bakewell. They are very knowledgeable and great people to talk to. The shop sells a wide variety of whiskies, including all of them that we've ever tasted so far. You can also visit their website, www. We jammed up. Code up. HTTP. And as always. Just a minute. I didn't to wejam.co.uk. And as always, we'll leave you with this one editing goof. Goodbye. Goodbye. What did you ask me? What does STR stand for? Standard turning rate. No. Scottish. I know. Triathlon. Rotisserie. No. Something to do. Something totally ridiculous. Salamander trying tries reading. I'd watch that. Scotch. No. Scandinavian. No. Scoliosis. No. S- it's a process. Simple. No. Total. No. Redacted. <laughs> no. Salamander. No. Swan. No. Goose. No. Socks. No. Two. No. Red. No. No, wait, hang on, I need to know this. Was that the number two or two was in too much? Too much. <laughs> Socks too red. Socks too like, red. I was curious, was that like, but red was is it now a metric? Red colour or red as in read? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, too, they're too literate? <laughs>